So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Robin Wong here. I hope you're having a great day. This is episode 134. And often there is so much focus given to the foods we eat. Um, that we often overlook the concentrated calories and the fats and the animal products that might be in our drinks, all right? And, you know, the drinks that really we drink daily that we don't even count, right? They just sort of are, you know, it's uh, a beverage that we have that starts our day or is a snack for us or it's a social event for us, and we don't really consider what goes into it and so, you know, what we are drinking daily with our meals and in between meals can easily sabotage our best mealtime efforts and if we don't pay attention. So what I really kind of want to cover today is what are the best beverages to drink? What are the worst beverages? And, you know, other drinks to sort of be aware of, right? Um, because this is really important so that you can make better choices uh, that not only tastes good, but that supports your health, right? We're always looking for those health-promoting foods. And, you know, even, even our treats can probably be um, a healthier version of them than what we used to do. And so it's learning to look at those things. So some of the best beverages, and I know you're going to know this, the first one would be water. Water, um, you know, when it comes to hydration, water is the best option for people with diabetes. There's just no doubt about it for all people, honestly, okay, whether you have diabetes or not. And this is because if you have type 2 diabetes, it won't raise your blood sugars at all. It's just water. In fact, it helps um, level them out, okay? And, you know, um, high blood sugars can possibly cause dehydration. So getting enough water every day is really important. So um, you know, and also helps eliminate that excess glucose through your urine. So if you're having to go to the bathroom, it's helping run everything through, right? So the Institute of Medicine recommends that women drink about nine cups. So you have 2.13 liters. So, you know, two, roughly two plus liters a day. And for a lot of you, you probably do that, for, but for others, you do not. And so just know that if plain water doesn't appeal to you, you can create some variety uh, by adding slices of lemon or lime or orange, uh, adding sprigs of herbs uh, such as mint or basil or lemon balm, uh, crushing a couple of fresh or frozen raspberries into your drink, 
can really make a difference. One of my favorite drinks is I, I really like bubbly water. And so I will mix it with a little bit of freshly squeezed grapefruit juice. And I started doing this because my sister had a grapefruit tree and she was like, kept giving me all these fresh grapefruits. And I'm like, what am I going to do with all these grapefruits? Um, I like them, but it's like, so I started squeezing them myself and, and I've got this down where I do, you know, a bottle of uh, the bubbly water and then just, you know, the juice of one of those grapefruits as I squeeze it into it. And it's really refreshing. I really enjoy it. And it's bubbly and frothy and just, you know, all those things that it's just a real treat. And so it helps me. Um, and, you know, there's, you know, some great flavor and some vitamins that come with the juice, right? And there's, of course, there's natural sugars in there. So it's, but it's very tart because you can imagine grapefruit juice. And I, and I like that. So, so just play with it. Think about things like that that might be a special treat for you that could substitute maybe that bubbly, fizzy drink that you like that has sugar in it. Uh, so the, another um, beverage that is better, okay, is tea. So especially green tea is a go-to beverage in so many other cultures. And research has, actually, has shown that green tea has a positive effect on your general health. Um, and it can help reduce your blood pressure and lower your cholesterol levels as well. Now, when I see studies like that, you have to really dive into them and see, okay, what is, how much are they drinking, right? So if you're, and, and I don't have that answer for you right now, but, you know, that's something to consider. Well, was it a cup? Is it three cups? What is it? And and some green teas still have caffeine, so you want to keep that into, you know, take that into account as well. Um, but one of the, some research suggests that drinking up to six cups a day may lower your risk of type two diabetes. So, you know, but more research is needed. Just keep that in mind. So, you know, six cups, is that quite a bit? That's, you know, um, about a liter, right? That's quite a bit in my mind. I mean, that's, for me, that's a lot of caffeine. So just keep that, in, you know, know that yes, there's health promoting benefits, but it might be a bigger volume than you're actually drinking normally. Does that mean you shouldn't drink it? No, I'm sure you're going to get something out of it. And if you like it, especially, you know, go ahead and contribute, you know, have, add that into your repertoire. But, you know, whether you choose green or black or herbal tea, because herbal tea, again, has no caffeine, uh, you should avoid those that have added sugars. Okay, just keep that in mind. And so, you know, you might, um, for a refreshing taste, make your own iced tea using a chilled fragrant tea like the Rooibos, you know, I love that. That is like some of my favorite and or add again, add lemon to it. Um, like I said, if you don't mind the caffeine, Earl Grey or Jasmine green tea are also really great options. So uh, and, you know, those those count as your um, fluid consumption as well. So just know that and that you should be mixing it up. I drink some water, some tea. I often get asked about coffee and, you know, there was a, a 2012 study that found that drinking coffee might actually uh, help lower your risk of developing type 2 diabetes. And which my brother-in-law and sister own a coffee shop, so they were really thrilled to hear that. Um, but, you know, it depends on the research you read. And researchers found that a level of risk dropped even lower for people who drank two to three cups per day. Um, this also held true for people who drank four or more cups today. So, but again, that's, that's a lot of caffeine. Um, and I, in this particular study, it applied to both the caffeinated and decaffeinated coffees. 
But, you know, just remember, if caffeine makes you jittery, you might try to decaf. But there's also some research that shows that um, uh, not, you know, the French press type coffee might help, might contribute to higher levels of uh, LDL, your cholesterol levels. So take it with a grain of salt. All right. Um, um, with, you know, just like with coffee, just like with tea, it's important that it stays unsweetened. And this is one of those spots that can actually um, contribute to your um, dairy intake, you know, or your sugar intake. If you're using milk, cream or sugar, uh, you know, it, it definitely will contribute to your blood sugars. All right. So keep that in mind. Uh, also, you know, there are fat-free sweeteners available that are non-dairy that is, are options that you can also use. So if you like having that in your coffee in the morning, consider that. So those are kind of the better drinks. Some of the other drinks that maybe I would label as the worst drinks you could drink would be regular soda. So if you have a soda habit, um, consider giving it up. Um, regular soda is likely, you know, I mean, it, it's likely that you probably already, if you have type 2 diabetes, are avoiding that. And, you know, um, and it's true that soda has no saturated fat and it doesn't have any added oils, but it's really high in the glycemic index. Okay. So just keep, and it's just pure sugar, really. It doesn't bring anything. There's no fiber, nothing. And we've been working on this, right? You know, you want high fiber foods, even if they don't have um, uh, oils. So, you know, sugar is one of those things, especially in this situation that you want to avoid. It's, um, you know, if you, uh, it brings you nothing, nothing but calories. And, and it also is potential dental issues, right? So keep, you know, be kind to your teeth and your body by avoiding regular soda. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, try to kick the soda habit. I don't know how else to say it other than that. Um, and you will certainly, um, be reducing your calories and they'll be easier to lose weight and you'll improve your diabetes. Okay. So what about the energy drinks? Yes, please avoid those. Okay. Energy drinks, energy drinks can be high in both caffeine and carbohydrates and research has shown that energy drinks not only spike your blood sugar, but they may also can cause insulin resistance and right. We're trying to avoid that. So this can increase your risk for type two diabetes um, and if you already have type 2 diabetes, this can make it even worse. So, and they're really high in caffeine. So they can, can you know, these energy drinks can contribute to nervousness, increase your blood pressure, lead to insomnia, and all of those things can affect your overall health. Um, what about fruit juices? So sweetened or unsweetened fruit juice. Um, you already heard how I like to use straight from, I actually use some of the pulp as well when I use my grapefruit drink. But, you know, um, I would say juice is not really, um, I put it in the worst category um, it's because it shouldn't be used in abundance. And so like how I described it, I'm not drinking a full glass of juice. I'm drinking it mixed with something. And so it's mainly water with some flavoring. And that's how I would encourage you to use juice as well. Um, you know, 100% fruit juice is fine in small amounts, uh, you know, if you really like it, you know, check the glycemic index so of that fruit juice and just see, and then check afterwards after you drink, after you drink it, what is it doing to your blood sugars? Um, you know, uh, you know, it's processed. Remember, juice is processed. So 
there is no fiber to really slow the absorption like there would be with eating the whole fruit. So you can drink a glass of fruit juice down pretty darn fast compared to eating a whole apple. And how many apples would it take to be in that glass, right? Could you eat all those apples? And that, so just remember, it's very, it's concentrated. And so um, if you have a fruit juice craving that won't fade, fade, just, you know, if you can't, you really like having your juice, just limit your portion size to like four ounces and it will that will reduce your sugar intake um, right there. Um, you know, it's you know that'll be that's probably will keep you, you know, at like three tea, take teaspoons of sugar, which would be about fifteen grams of carbohydrates. So, you know, like I said, maybe try adding a splash to your sparkling water and see if that kind of solves that problem for you. Uh, you know, drinks to be aware of. Let's talk about those. So, what about the diet sodas? Uh, and smoothies and coffee drinks and alcoholic beverages, right? These are all drinks that you should be aware of and just um, don't drink them in abundance. So many people uh, turn to diet sodas to avoid their intake of sugar-sweetened beverages. And while diet soda will definitely reduce your dental cavities, okay, that's a good thing, the diet soda doesn't really allow your taste buds to ever become accustomed to foods that are less sweet. And, you know, they may actually contribute to your craving for sweet food because it's hyper sweet, right? It's super sweet. And um, in addition, some people do react, you know, don't react well to artificial sweeteners. Um, I had a client that we started, she was having like major issues. Um, and we finally realized that it was from the artificial sweetener. So, you know, I mean, like where she would like faint, it was bad. And so just know that some people, if, so if you don't feel good after having them, keep that in mind. Maybe it's that artificial sweetener. And it took us a while to kind of pinpoint what it might be. Uh, we had to be super sleuthy about it. It's like, you know, and it, for her, it would be like even chew, chewing um, sugar-free gum that had that sweetener in it. So it was, took us a while to figure it out, but it definitely, it's artificial. Just know that. And so be careful about that. And, um, you know, there are, again, some studies that show that artificial sweeteners that are found in soda um, have been, you know, um, might negatively affect some of the, your gut bacteria, some of your healthy, um, good microbiomes, right? You know, microbes in there. So just know that um, it's, there's a theory, I'm not saying it's true, there's a theory that artificial sweeteners may increase insulin resistance as well. So that could cause or worsen diabetes. So, you know, these have been done in animal studies, and though those are the lowest level of confidence, um, you know, and that those studies, when they start seeing those trends, is when they start doing studies on humans and doing more studies. So more needed. But how I look at it is um, if you can avoid drinking those, definitely do that, okay? And so, and, you know, always ask for some physicians what they think. Um, I know stevia is really big right now. And, um, you know, if that's what you need to kind of get you off your um, soda habit, it might be a good transition. Okay. But then you're going to have to kind of wean yourself down off of that too, if you want to go all natural and kind of get rid of all the artificial stuff. So just keep that in mind. What about smoothies? I mean, that is like the go-to. When you talk about people, people talk about wanting to be healthy. They're like, oh, I'll just do drink, do smoothies. And 
and, and the same thing is with these specialty coffee drinks. I put them kind of in the same category. I mean, they're hugely popular. And I say they're a nice treat, okay? Um, and ordering is really the key to your success. So be sure to avoid any added dairy or any added fats. Um, so when ordering a smoothie, uh, choose the fruit-only version, okay? And if you do add in some sort of milk, use the plant-based milks, okay? Um, and and then definitely check your blood sugars after you consume them and see what it does. When I do a smoothie, which is rare, you know, I, I put vegetables in it. I put spinach and along with the fruit and, and all that. And so, and it really is just a treat, usually on a hot day. Uh, you know, just remember that since the fruit is blended and it's all blended up, um, it, your blood sugars may spike. Okay, because your stomach's not doing that. It's already done for you. Normally when you drink or you eat something, your stomach does all that and it's slower to break all that fiber down. Well, now you have the blender doing that. And so when it hits your stomach, it's already, it can, the glucose can just, you know, get into your bloodstream really fast. And so you might see spikes. And as far as the coffee drinks, really try to opt out for, you know, opt for the almond, soy, or oat milk options. They have avoid the coconut milk, okay, but do those in place of regular milk and definitely avoid the whipped cream and half and half and all that stuff, okay? Um, and then what about alcoholic beverages? You know, um, you hear a lot of stuff around, oh, red wine is good for the heart and red wine is good for this. And, um, and there is some valid studies around that for sure. Uh, not enough to where if you're not drinking, don't start, okay? Um, but if you have high blood pressure or nerve damage from your diabetes, drinking alcohol may worsen these conditions. Just know that, okay? Um, and please check with your healthcare provider to determine whether alcoholic beverages are safe for you to drink or not. Um, guidelines recommend that those with diabetes limit consumption to one drink or less per day for women and two drinks or less per day for men. So what is one drink? Um, it's considered five ounces of wine, okay? Or one and a half ounces of distilled spirits or a 12 ounce beer, okay? That is what the, you know, the consumption levels are recommended, the guidelines. So just keep that in mind. Um, many people I know that drink wine, uh, that's not much, you know, they, one glass goes down pretty easy and the it's usually, consumptions are closer to two glasses. So just know, I mean, if you're going to drink it, try to keep it in those um, parameters. Um, so just sort of the bottom line is when, when it comes to selecting a drink, keep it simple, right? Choose water whenever possible. Uh, unsweetened tea is also a good option. Natural juice is generally fine on occasion, okay? And if you have a craving, a little sweetness in your drinks, try adding natural sources, you know, like the herbs or the, the, the citrus fruit or maybe the berries that we talked about. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of good um, water recipes, oddly enough, that you can find like hibiscus or even hibiscus tea, the more you can Google that and look for those. And, and uh, that's usually, uh, you can find one that really suits you and then keep that, you know, make that up and you always have it. So I hope that helps and just, you know, just be aware. Be aware of what you're drinking because sometimes it's such a mindless thing that those calories um, really sneak in there. So hope that helps and I'll talk to you soon.
Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time, and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well, and you can show them you care about their health by sharing these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast, since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide or click the link for three breakfasts to lower blood sugar in the show notes. Thanks again and see you in the next episode.